Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Core. This is Core. We talk about video games, and we love them, so that's why we talk about them. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Today is June, sorry, July 2nd, 2020, and uh, we're bringing it to you, yo. I got a thing I want to mention real quick, a couple of quick things. These are very, very uh, uh, selfish of me, but I'm going to do them anyway. Okay, so here's what's going on. You may be familiar with someone I work with a lot named Tom Merritt. He uh, hosts a tech show every day. One of the most respected voices in tech. He and I, for 10 years, have done a show called Current Geek, and we are relaunching that show and revamping it to be something really special. I won't give you too many details here, but if you want to find out about it and what you can do to support the Kickstarter that will launch this new season, head over to support.currentgeek.com. That's support.currentgeek.com and help us reach our goals. Video is self-explanatory. If you want to watch it now, pause the show and go check it out. Also, I've been doing a daily video game news video wrap-up. And it's mostly because people like bloopers. That's why people like it, I think. Anyway, frogpantsplays.com is where you can get that or the YouTube channel. It all links there. Uh, so go check that out. It's called Frog Pants Plays Daily. And uh, I get up and put my dumb face on the screen and talk about the two or three biggest stories of the day and break them down for you in about 10 minutes or less. So it's a short, easy-to-consume little show. That launched last week since we did the last version of Core. So I wanted you guys to know about it. Go check it out, frogpantsplays.com. All right. I should give you guys a chance to pimp anything you got going on extra. You guys have anything going on before we start? I do. Mm. Oh, you do? Uh, I do. I played through all of The Last of Us Part 2, which we will be talking about later. And uh, you can certainly listen to my thoughts on this show. If you want to actually watch me play through it, I streamed 100% of it. So you can go back and watch the highlights of that, uh, the VODs of it at twitch.tv slash Revendon, R-E-V-E-N-D-A-W-N, and uh, whole damn games up there. If you had fun with that, you can also watch me do the same thing with Resident Evil 2. Unlike Scott, it's 100% of the game, not just 50%. Oh! I knew that was coming just because I heard... Hang on, I'm going to get my phone here. All I had to hear was resident, and I knew where we were going with it. Hello, I'd like to report a murder, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's a chalk outline of a six-foot-four podcaster. Not sure what happened. Anyway, uh, well, that's great. And also later in the show, you'll tell us if you think that 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 game ended the way you wanted it to or not. Uh, I'm very yeah, curious. No spoilers, but I will tell you. Controversial, I guess, for a lot of people, how that game ended. Big shock. Huge, giant story game ended controversially. Weird. All right, let's do this. All right, there's some things going around. For example, there is a rumor. This has got to, and this has, we have to have all thoughts, have thoughts on this. Uh, video games have long been a kind of inflation resistant industry. And so when a game uh, is generally or on an average $39.99 during a certain era, let's call it the 16-bit Genesis Super Nintendo era, they, that kind of sticks, and it sticks for a long time. Uh, prices don't fluctuate, certainly within the generation. And sometimes what will happen is a new generation will come along, and they'll say, hey, what if this was when we raised prices? And it's usually by about 10 bucks. That's typically what you see. So $49.99 has been with us for a really long time. And that was kind of PlayStation 2 era all the way up through 360, PS3 era. And uh, right around the time we jumped over to the current generation of consoles, PS4 and Xbox One, everything went up to 59 for the most part. 
I um, thought it's been uh, I thought it's been fifty nine ninety nine for fifteen years. I thought that was a three sixty thing. Oh man, is it? Because my memory yeah. is forty nine during the three sixty, but maybe I don't remember. No, it's. I think it's been. I think it's been fifty. I think it's been like sixty bucks since. And we're talking AAA titles here, obviously. So yeah, you know, you're like, calling duties and discount. Obviously, things fluctuate. Hold on, right? I, there may have been. I just remember, uh, for whatever reason, during the 360 days, I remember thinking, "Oh, we're not going to go up on game prices too much, are we?" Okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, since Activision went with 59.99 for Call of Duty 2 15 years ago. Okay, so Call of Duty 2. That was a launch title on 360. You're right. Yep. Okay. So that became the new norm. Thanks a lot, Activision. But again, it wasn't so bad because it, the industry is really resistant to, to those prices going up. Players kind of don't want to pay more. The rumors are swirling now that we are about to enter a new phase. And that phase is going to cost you $69.99. Nice. 70 bucks. Another $10. Does that seem no, like those too numbers much? Numbers are not nice. No, they don't seem nice. Well, I mean, they're uh, yeah. Here's the thing. Yeah, I would say that I think 15 years is a long time for a for a product that continues to have to be pushing the cutting edge technologically, have huge development staff, have huge overhead, to not see any price increase. Yeah. But here's here's the catch. The reason we've had 15 years of 59.99 is because they have found other ways to artificially inflate that DLC, the prominence of that, uh, collector's editions. Here's the one that comes with a statue, right. you know, Oh, you need to buy a season pass. We're going to charge you 15, 20 extra dollars for something like that. They said, okay, we'll keep the baseline price roughly the same for these past 15 years. But they have thrown on a ton of bonuses. And I don't know if anybody's tried looking at the Steam store right now, but uh, with the sale. But I, there's a lot of things where I'm like, oh, man, that's a great price for that. I'll buy that because yeah. I'll look at it and I'll say it's $10. But you open it and it's like, well, if you want the version that's actually the current version of the game with everything we've put out for it, it's about 50 And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's about the same price. So they've had this method of keeping it like hidden and on the back end and that's beneficial in some ways for people that just want to get in and play a vanilla experience and move on but it's not great if you're somebody who wants the complete package every single time you buy a video game i would say the only part about this price change that concerns me is i have a feeling none of that's going away but the base price is going to go up yeah yeah, I would say that's true. They're not going to suddenly stop doing DLC or, or um, content like that. We'll probably see a, a, a vast drop because we already are seeing this mostly out of pressure from the from from players and from consumers. But there's already a pretty big drop in like microtransaction stuff. Like that stuff's not sticking the way it used to, or they'd hoped, I guess. Um, and they're going out of their way even like that new Squadrons game from. EA goes out of its way to say, and you'll unlock all of these things simply by playing it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah EA, I see what you're doing there. Um, so yeah, I think you're probably right. And now, you, so so in theory, you're going to pay 90 for uh, a game and its battle pass or whatever the 20 extra bucks is going to get you, DLC, whatever. That's a lot. It's a lot for a video game. And up in Canada, it's even higher, right, Bo? Because right now, isn't like it's still, it's like 80 bucks now. Like, in the conversion uh, 
it can be up as high as like Doom Eternal seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, jeez, Canadian. So if that goes up, we're looking at a hundred bucks. How's that land? Good on news you? is all this. Well, you know what? Uh, just all this stuff goes on sale anyways. Yeah. Like it's still in negotiations. So they increase the price, and I'm like, great. I guess I don't play games on lunch. I have a backlog of tons of games to play. So unless I'm really, really really excited about a game like doom eternal or cyberpunk mm-hmm. i'm not buying it on lunch <laughs> so they can ask for all the money they want <laughs> i don't care because it's going on sale and and it'll be new when i decide to buy it it'll be as exciting as if it launched on that day and i think more and more people are i mean definitely a lot of people are wise to that fact and they're also fatigued from buying dlc for everything yeah which you know so so increasing this might not have maybe it'll have the effect for i don't want to say casuals but the type of consumers that will buy a box product or you know for kids as a gift and not really into the gaming space so that might help increase their revenue from those folk who go on christmas to buy their kid you know mario for a hundred dollars because it's mario and nothing else they want man hundred bucks imagine that's the other thing nintendo they don't budge much so as a as if somebody's a fan of Nintendo and they they're thinking that whatever is after the Switch is going to be cheaper, I promise you it won't be. Like you're paying a, you pay a lot more money for games on the Switch than you might on other platforms if they existed there. And some games do the third party stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, sixty nine ninety nine that might be the new thing. Another ten dollar increase. John's right. It's not a crazy thing to think would happen uh, after fifteen years of being kind of stuck at fifty nine. But it's all about what the market will bear, and we'll see if players have a problem with this or not. I think players may start balking at the idea of you're going to charge me 70 plus this other stuff you held back as DLC or as, um, not Battle Pass. What's the term you used, uh, um, John? Season Pass. Season Pass. Season pass yeah, yeah, if you're holding on to stuff and saying, well, this will be our Season Pass, maybe they'll get away with that less. They may have to include more in their games instead of holding it back as a strategy to make more money on the other end. But then again, you could argue, the argument could be made that 70 is still not quite good enough. Yeah, I mean, it's an unpopular one because people don't want to spend money. Right. But 15 years at the same price, I think you could make the argument that even bumping it up 10 with all the things that are still there in place going forward is still reasonable. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, we may not think it's reasonable. And like Bo said, the market will determine that. But it's not that steep of a price increase i mean i've seen almost that same price increase in that same amount of time on my fast food you know so it's it's not crazy i wonder if we'll also see something happen in the indie space where this common 15 dollar launch price for a lot of indie titles suddenly starts to become more often 20 i mean they're already more flexible you see indie titles kind of all over the map but i wonder if we'll see those go up another five to ten uh as a general rule or not. I don't know. I don't know. Increasing the price. Now they also have a fail safe. So increasing the price. If you're risk adverse, you might be less prone to nervousness about increasing the price of your games because everyone's having PlayStation has it too, the game pass. Yeah. In fact, let's let me tell this alert out now to everybody. I'm not suggesting you use Internet Explorer Edge, the new browser from Microsoft. And no, I'm not earning rewards points by advertising for it right now however if you use there's a reward program on internet edge which if you, you do number searches and complete the daily quests it's very video gamey 
you can get a free month of Xbox Ultimate Game Pass mm -hmm. on your PC. Mm -hmm. So just use the browser, do your points, and you have like a free catalog of why would you ever spend a hundred dollars or any money on any games? This is a strategy that could work for you if you want gaming in your life and don't want to spend a cent. Do you have to use Bing? Is that part of it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. you know, uh, I can you can still use two browsers. Like I'm, you know, I use Drive and I use a lot of Google stuff that requires it. But if I'm going to do one of my weird internet searches for <laughs> something strange, I'll uh -oh. go do it on Bing and earn some points. Man. <laughs> you know what? I I have heard that Bing is a good place to search if you're looking for weird stuff. That's what I've heard. Mm -hmm. like, and I've heard Bing when people speak uh, generously of their their service on their shows uh, also you know offers support and uh, generous support and reward points for it so wow if anyone happens to be listening you might want to give bing a heads up that you know we like reward points over here yeah or at least i do bing's really into <laughs> yeah, bing has got a let's put it this way they were criticized by can't remember what it was it was maybe the u.s government but somebody was going after bing because their image search is extremely porn friendly uh, like way over the weird over the right yeah <laughs> weird. yeah hmm. i don't about that one but yeah. uh i mean my yeah, you know google, they all all the browsers at some level are but or all the search engines but in particular i guess bing was really serving up the goods for those who were looking i mean for I've google made a real effort to try and limit that um, <laughs> yeah i mean it used to be a game that we we would play in high school where it would be how many pages in until you see porn yeah uh if you do a google image search with safe search off now that game isn't that fun because they actually do try to limit that. You can still do it, obviously, but yeah. they try. <laughs> They've put forth some effort. In the in the pre-show, in the pre-show, we're talking about John. And by the way, you should be a patron of the show because the pre-show stuff is really good. Almost thirty-minute bonus show today. Uh, no more. I'm sorry, thirty-one minutes. And part of it was about John getting hit with a beef stick in a in a gas station. If you searched for beef stick on Google, you'd probably get a bunch of you know. Slim Jims and other stuff. You do a beef stick search on Bing, can't guarantee what you'll get. Yeah, but you might uh, get points for it, is what I'm saying. So go for yeah, it. You'll definitely get points. Um. Anyway, uh, also, I guess just real quick for clarity's sake, because I saw it in the chat room. Uh, this story about the price increase comes from Business Insider, um, and the thing that's promoting it is the idea that uh, NBA 2K21 on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X is currently listed to cost $70, whereas the previous generation ones will be $60. Might so get some, that is what has sparked all of this. Might get some um, dust up over that from fans because they're already mad that that game was like super laden with microtransactions last year. And I'm not really a, I don't follow that franchise a ton, but I know enough about it to know that it's always been considered like the great basketball sim every year. Like that's the one you go with. It's basically stopped EA from making basketball games to compete with it. And um, this last year, everybody was like uber pissed because everything had microtransactions transactions on it, even though it was a full priced premium game. Anyway, so we'll see. Maybe that won't make them mad. I don't know. Who knows what they're doing this year with that thing? Um, all right, Crucible. Remember that it was like a hot five minutes, and it was out, and then it was not. Uh, it's been delisted mm -hmm. for. Uh, for a while after two months it's basically back in beta form they say so they're going to test it they've got people who have spent any money in it at all it's a free-to-play game but if you spent like money on a you know skin pack or something they are giving you first and, and, and early access to their continued beta um, they're trying to obviously you know curate dedicated fans so they can figure out what's going on with that game but this is that microsoft 
or excuse me, Amazon published game, their second overall. Their first was that weird. Um, what was the first game? Was it there was a soccer game? Is this the soccer? MOBA? No, did they it do had a, a ball, but it was a MOBA with three on three? Is that what it is? Oh, did Bob just freak out on you? Did you just hear that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't understand most of yeah. that. <laughs> Sorry, I loaded a web page apparently, which I can't do. Well oh, you loaded a web page. Weird. Um, no, but yeah. uh, the one. No, this was something else. They. They did. So one of the games they had had a ball and the three and three mobile style game and you score points with the ball. But they had abilities just like heroes or whatever. Oh, what was that? Um, oh no, that's that, that's the that's the Ubisoft one with the rollerblade guys, right? Or no? No, not rollerblades. It's it's an Amazon. I'm pretty sure it's an Amazon game. All right. Oh. Let me look it up, but I can't talk while I look it up, or right. else. Yeah, this was <laughs> this was Amazon Games first major PC game on Steam. Yeah. Um there was and... something else. Oh, a car game, the one with the, the, the Grand Tour thing. That's what it was. So Amazon Games has two games listed here on their site, which is Crucible and New World. Yeah, New World's the MMO they're working on, and they did that racing and game. Pac-Man I... Live Studio. So oh. Crucible is the... Most... Yeah, it's pretty much the only one that anyone knows about. Yeah. The New MMO's World, been isn't in... Isn't that that uh, strategy game you're obsessed with, Scott? Which one? The New World? New World? No, that's that would be Old World, John. Old World. Oh, yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. Weird. It's it's just that those titles are so extremely interchangeable <laughs> and both in use that I just got a little thrown off by it. I oh. admit it's not great. The game is, though. <laughs> the game is. Sorry. Yes, but I don't think I heard of Crucible before today. Well, we've talked about on the show. Well, I played it briefly, and, and I didn't say very good things about it, so it's easily very forgettable. But it's okay. Yeah. I downloaded it. It was free. It's kind of... Action MOBA. Uh, third person Overwatch meets MOBA sort of shooter. Um, it 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 kind of did the fundamentals fine, like it felt okay shooting and stuff like that, but it lacked a lot of polish. It just didn't leave me with a really great impression. I walked away from it going, "All right, that's all right." And in like 2003, this would have been the greatest game ever released. But now I'm like, I don't know, there's a lot of other stuff I could play. I don't think I want to play. I, the, I think that's the, the, that's the issue is is they're they're chasing trends. I, I feel like companies like yeah. Amazon, they go, oh, we're going to be a video game studio. We got to make something. What's popular? And they look at what's popular and then it takes a while to make a game. And then they make something that's just iterative, feels dated the moment it gets out. Nobody's into that thing anymore. Like the days of being able to just chase what are popular trends in gaming and have that be a successful model, I just don't think is feasible anymore. You just have to be faster, I, I think. If you're going to do that, I agree with you, but if you're going to do it at all, you got to be like Apex Legends and get into that Fortnite space as fast as you can, and then you've got a successful you know, second or third option out there. But then again, there's no guarantees. Like, who's playing? I'm, I, I say this knowing that plenty of people are playing it, especially in Asia, but you never hear about uh, player unknowns battlegrounds. No one talks about that. We're done talking about it, you know, because why? Because it got overshadowed. So when you have two or three major players in that space chasing it later, like I heard Ubisoft's going to announce that their thing. And I love Ubisoft. Don't get me wrong. This isn't me bagging on the company. I'd like their games, but they're going to announce a, a, a battle Royale. I'm like, really? Now you're going to, now you're going to announce one. I don't think I care if, about another battle Royale game. Well, so, you do. We're going to get to it, but not just. Oh, yet. yeah. Just not this kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're good. This this show is literally going to make a liar of you, Scott, but you're not we'll, wrong. We'll get to what it takes to get you. interested. I'm actually in all battle in royale. on the battle royale concept applied to other things that aren't shooters. 
And that includes, I would like turn-based ones. I would like stuff that deals with other genres. Well, and we'll talk about one of them. Although I'm a little bummed about part of that announcement. Because, uh, well, we'll get to it. We got we got, we got to get to it. But anyway, Crucible, it's a thing. Doesn't, it's now not a thing, sort of. Um, My private prediction. Go. It will never be a thing. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a thing yep. no one cares about anyways. That's. Yeah. yeah. If you're making a big news announcement of a game and then you're making a big news announcement that's going away, looking at you, Anthem, it's not going to be a thing. Yeah. You, you, you had your like shot. It. You had your shot. I think Anthem's return is more likely than the return of Crucible. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Because it's already published in full, but still, it's. Yeah. I mean, when I say comeback, I mean, have the effect on gaming culture or audience that it was looking for you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think just, you're right it's unfortunate i but. think you're right it's a bummer but um i don't know a lot of people want to say hey that didn't that come out the same week as valorant came out of beta yeah but it never had a chance valorant was valorant's a i don't even like valorant that much but valorant had a lot of momentum behind it and is coming from riot a place that already has millions hundreds of millions of dedicated players that are interested in what they're putting out Valorant was going to be a success whether whether they nailed it or not. And by all accounts, for what it is and why people like it, they did nail it. Crucible was like, hey, Amazon made a game. You know that place where you buy your replacement cat litter and uh, sometimes beef jerky? I can't keep – I keep going back to the beef jerky. I apologize. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you can also tell – there's also – you can tell um, <laughs> companies don't understand that they don't have an audience like some companies do. Like a Blizzard audience or a Riot audience is not the kind of audience that – Ubisoft has. They sell a lot of games and people are fans of their company, but they don't have an audience like that that are willing to move mountains to come fly somewhere to look at their stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's exactly. very small. Exactly. They and were... you, you can still make money, be very popular, have an audience, just not that kind of audience. And you have to be honest. So when you start breaking into spaces but don't have the audience for it, then everyone goes, What are you doing? And then no one comes over. They don't trust it. So that happened with Blizzard and, and MOBA. Everyone's like, What? Yeah. You know, like at the end of the day, the audience didn't come and they didn't believe Blizzard could make a balanced game that was, and it doesn't matter if it wasn't true. It's what they believed in en masse. Yeah. So Sidian makes a point in the chat too, that Valorant isn't really tearing up the charts either. Like we're, we're already at a saturation point for competitive shooters. I mean, am I the only one that thinks so. it looks crappy? <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't look fun at all. <laughs> it looks like a, it, to me, it looks like a Counter-Strike mod. It looks like someone took Counter-Strike mm-hmm. Uh, Source Engine 2 and said hey what if we added some goofy colorful abilities to this but basically otherwise it's Counter-Strike and I'm not even saying that's a bad combo but that's what it looks like to me so I'm immediately like I don't think I want to play that but they have a big enough audience that they could go low for a while and then launch big with an East like they know what they're doing with their audience it's just like Blizzard knew what it's doing with Overwatch you know it oh. was a strong hit. And they never made a shooter. First person game from Blizzard. Holy smokes. Yeah. Blizzard has that audience that will stick with them through the thick and thin. Yeah. And not all companies have have that length, even though it doesn't look like well, the vitriol online. It's companies have been audiences and that affects their product. This is what this is what Amazon should have done. They should have done was what Amazon does best, which is buy a company who's already doing this successfully with your billions of trillions of dollars. And then just let it f- just fund the already successful thing. Twitch is a good example of this. Audible is a good example that, of this. Basically. <laughs> yeah, Tencent does that all the time. But just swoop in and go, we're buying you. You keep making the cool thing. You already have the loyal audience. What doesn't work for me is 
Amazon Game Studios, and their logo's the dumb smile that comes on the boxes. I like Amazon for the packages I get, and I don't care about their video games, and so they got to really sell me that way. Otherwise, what are we even doing? So, yeah. anyway, Crucible, good luck to you. Sounds like it's uh, an uphill battle. All right, no Last of Us Part Two story DLC. I talked about this uh, this week on Frog Pants Plays a little bit, but there is a multiplayer component coming, and John, I have a question for you about this, because sure, my take is... Uh, there'll be a Last of Us PS5 edition that will be up-resed, better everything. It'll, you know, same thing that we that went from the PS3 version of the first game to the PS4 version of the first game. Everything looked better, played better, smoother, better frame rates, all this, all this stuff. Um, that will happen. And that was going to, that was a foregone conclusion that that was going to happen. But then that also gives them the opportunity to say, oh, and now, <clears throat> excuse me, a multiplayer mode is now part of it. That way they can sell it for their sixty nine ninety nine or whatever the new price is. Uh, that's my hot take. What do you think they're doing yeah. there with that? I mean, and also if you want to know, here's an early spoiler for my review for Last of Us Part 2. Uh, if I end up getting one of the new consoles and they do put uh, a remastered uh, edition of that game out on it, I will pay $70 for it day one. Wow. No problem. Wow. Without a moment's hesitation. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where I'm at. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, you know, the they set up a world that's uh, so they had a they had a very like faction centric story. Um, and they always kind of have and they had a multiplayer that by all accounts in the original Last of Us was very popular to play. Um, I never really got into it. It wasn't really my thing, but it was a cool idea. I did try it. Um, and there were some cool concepts there, concepts of having like a camp of survivors and like a pool and you grow it and expand it. Like there were some really neat ideas there. So multiplayer could be cool. I mean, I still stand by what I say. I feel like I say it every week on the show now, but it's fine. I'm not looking for a game to try hard in. So competitive multiplayer isn't really speaking to me at the moment. Uh, but I will say this about Last of Us Part Two: It is hands down the best playing game Naughty Dog has ever made. Mm. And as a result, I would not mind more to do in that game that was less story focused and more just get in and play it. Because mm. I think it's a phenomenal stealth game. I think it's a, a pretty decent shooting game. Um, I think there's mechanics in there that are a lot of fun. Like they could announce DLC that would be combat arenas and I would be excited for it because I'm right now playing through the game a second time, not even to try to get context of story or anything like that. That's there, but I just want to go through the scenarios, the combat scenarios again and play it a different way. Mm. So I I'm very excited about whatever they want to put out. Ironically, maybe the one exception is multiplayer, but I know that that has an audience already. I'll bet that comes to players of the PS4 game for 10 bucks, and it will just be included with your Last of Us Part Two PS5 edition. And does this confirm that John will have a PlayStation 5? No. Oh. <laughs> it absolutely does not confirm that. Well, you're not going to play it anywhere else. So if they... Uh, they do yeah. this and you're you're like day one 80 bucks you're gonna have to have yeah, if i had the ps5 oh, okay so caveat. if i don't have the system then yes i would want it but i wouldn't be able to buy it uh, real quick. i kind of think playstations should still work mathematically like if you have a playstation 4 and a playstation 1 you should be able to combine them and take a five 
You should. Oh, I see. Take the one and the four, and now there's a five. Yeah, you should be. There should be like a jack specifically for that, and you just hook it together, and you have the equivalent of a five. I wish they would have thought of this before they the naming convention. I'm, I'm holding also, this up because Monica, yeah. um, Monica in the chat has never seen my giant Tabasco bottle, and I just wanted to show it to her. There it is. That's pretty great. Yeah, that's a pretty big Tabasco bottle. It's a yeah, blow. It's a, you, you blow it up. It's a inflatable one, uh-huh. yeah. so it's not like a glass one or anything but right i got I mean, it if you didn't blow it up it wouldn't be big i got it'd be, it'd be, it'd be flaccid on the ground that's right um but you get these you get these from the tabasco people in uh where my wife used to live out in near avery island in louisiana and that's where we got it anyway that's a Pretty fun cool. little side note um okay where, where were we all right last of us there's that hey uh microsoft shows off xbox series x games the week of july 20th so a couple of weeks I think they're going to show the little guy too, the little shorty version, which has been rumored for a while. The Series S is the rumor they would call it. And this will probably be a little different than what the PlayStation um, 5 two models are, one with a drive and one without a drive, optical drive, I should say. Or I guess digital edition, they're calling it. In the Microsoft case, uh, it looks like it's also going to be very digitally focused, but also there's going to be some lower specs. Like the CPU is the same, but the GPU is not the same. Um, the so, so there's a, it's confirmed there is a smaller version of Xbox. It's not. It's not confirmed. It's all but confirmed, and probably on the twentieth we'll hear this. Okay, um, so so there'll be a, I have ser- a tinfoil hat hearing that. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Sorry, let's finish. No, no, no. I, I want to play this. Hat. I'll do this. Okay, let's hear it. It's a Switch competitor. <laughs> I, you know. Okay. Like a, a little. small version that you could panheld and take it into your bed with you to play before you sleep. And this has cloud game, so you can cloud game while you're handhelding. Uh, the sentence has lost me, but, you know, you're out there with your handheld and, and you got the cloud gaming. And it doesn't need big specs because it's zapping it in over the cellular network you're playing Witcher 3. Um, Phil Spencer, call me. Yeah, yeah. Let them know, and uh, we'll we'll hook you up. I'm I'm le- I'm more inclined to think that it will just sort of compete with the PlayStation Digital Edition, and that will oh, be its maybe. point, and that it'll be less expensive, smaller. Um, I I don't like that it will be less powered, as are as are the rumors. We don't know this for sure, but the rumors are that it will be less uh, less RAM or less speedy RAM. Uh, like I said, a slower GPU, same CPU. Um, I don't know what else. What else? I read some other stuff, but all of those well, things. It uh, won't run on water, but the big one will because you've got power. That's right. See, no mm. blast processing in the little one. Yeah. Um, but if that's the case, then it better be a lot cheaper because I think that's a weird way to split your base on a performance standpoint. Um, so I don't, I don't know how I feel about it, but we won't really know until the twentieth. Uh, but we'll see some games too. Probably Halo Infinite will f- finally uh, pull out its wiener and say, "Check this out!" Right? You guys, it's real ex- theme with this week's show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really want to know uh, what they're going to do there. Oh, we got the, we got a returning listener, by the way, in the chat. Hold on, let's just call him out real quick. Strong Two's TV hasn't been here in Strong a while. Stout. Oh. Strong Stout TV. Strong Stout TV says. Hasn't been here in a while. Is this still a hero show? And the answer is no. We About two years ago, we changed. But we're happy to have you here. So thank you for being here and coming back. And enjoy the show. We hope you do. Uh, 
Okay. A good attempt on the name, Scott. <laughs> Strong's 2TV. Don't tell him that. It wasn't good. <laughs> he needs to know the truth. Strong Stout TV. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good for me to face face my failings. That's fine. Yeah. I don't have a problem with it. Strong's 2TV. <laughs> <laughs> It's not the quite they're the same as doing, you know, like P like Penn Island. Have you ever been to PennIsland.com? PennIsland.com. Yeah. I've heard the Because if you read PennIsland.com, it says penisland.com. So yeah. it says. You know, we didn't even need to type it in to get there, but uh <laughs> everybody takes their own journey. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the I felt Penn like Island. I had to type it in. Also, the site looks super skeevy. Don't go there. Okay. Um, recommend not doing that. Okay, let's get to this battle royale thing that John was hinting about before. So I'm a, I'm in a weird place on battle royales. I don't really, I'm not interested in playing any of them right now. Uh, with one exception, there's this stupid uh, mobile game called Butter Royale, <laughs> and it's what you think. It's a bunch of food fighting, but it's a battle royale with like start with 48 players or whatever it is, and you slowly whittle it down till you're the winner. And it's actually pretty good. And the games are super fast, so I feel like I'm not investing a ton of time in it. Butter Royale is pretty good. Gosh okay. dang it, Scott. It's pretty good. It's the pretty name good. is, you know, it's growing on me. <laughs> At first I hated it, but now that I hear you describe what it is, I'm like, oh, they're kind of mocking it a cool way. Yeah, so. and there's like a little chef guy running around, and the gun you pick up is like, it squirts like, um, uh, like cake icing out of it. And another gun fires off pickles uh-huh. or whatever uh, it's that kind of stuff so it's all food related and it's called it japanese <laughs> no it's an it's a it's actually an apple arcade exclusive you only get it on the apple arcade mm-hmm. uh, service and there's always games going always people in there i've won a bunch of games it's fun it's a fun dumb little game you can use a controller even it's pretty good it's not bad you can actually play with a mouse and keyboard on a mac too which is nuts anyway but uh uh for the most part though Outside of that dumb example, I'm just not. I can't find so, the motivation. I'm watching video and you know, top down, isometric, whatever. Yeah. And then there's a thing that splashed on the screen that says butter incoming. Yeah. <laughs> With an exo- yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. But oh, the, the, it's butter. Oh. See, I can explain. Oh, I can explain because you know how in Battle Royales, it's either smoke or gas or a yeah. force field that's coming in slowly and, and creating the circle smaller and smaller. In this case, it's just huge amounts of butter are coming sure. in. To, to I kill like you. that it's butter because they never explain. Like, there's no lore about what this light is. It makes no sense. So your suspension of disbelief, as soon as you see it, is gone. You're like, I'm seeing a video game thing. You know, like they're they're, they're you know they're like it's an energy field. Like that explain. Like that's that's sufficient for disbelief. Right. So the fact that it's butter, yeah. I'm immediately like. Holy crap, that's liquid butter. It's probably hot and it's going to suck if it touches you because it's going to be everywhere. Yeah. Just run. And yeah. I immediately, like, I immediately intuit the badness of the butter. Yeah. Really Huge waves, of big amounts of butter. And if you get hit by the butter, you get not only are you stuck in it and you start to die, but you kind of slow down a little. And it's like breathing in viscous, melting butter. It's like terrible. Mm-hmm. So, this is a huge contribution to the battle royale genre. I hope <laughs> I hope Epic is taking notes. Here. I think it's fun. I, I like know it. we have some listeners over there. You better send that feedback up through the feedback chain, the way the game development works. Yeah, butter. Fire that up the butter. The I'm, I'm sure that's going to be the next Fortnite update. They're like, you know what? We haven't marketed to butter, dude. They're doing yeah, shark taxis. Totally, 
So why not? They're doing, they got, yeah. you know what that game's doing right now? They're, it's all islands and flooded and people are riding shark taxis around and getting ready to watch. Um, oh, what are they going to want? Oh, uh, the, uh, freaking Christopher Nolan's Inception's going to premiere on there for some reason. Yeah. And Aquaman is there. Oh, great. <laughs> they got Aquaman. Great. Jason this, 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 game, Aquaman. this game sounds like it's built by ADHD people for ADHD <laughs> people. Like, it's not enough that I'm just playing Battle Royale. There's Inception. I'm going to watch that. Okay, yeah. Oh, I got to do this. Like, oh, wait. There's oh a Tra- Travis Scott uh, is doing a concert over there on the island. <laughs> Oh yeah. no! Who cares if I get shot? It's a that the, the, apparently people are loving that stuff, but I don't know, man. It drives me crazy. I don't know how long ago it was, but on this very show, I predicted that we were several years away before Fortnite wasn't even a shooter anymore, and it was just a community. <clears throat> and I don't think we're far from it. I think we're closer than I think we're closer to that your your uh, prediction than we think. I really do. And for a lot of kids, kids in particular, I have a couple of nephews, a couple of nieces who play this game incessantly. It's their Twitter. It's their Facebook. It's their social network. That's where they hang out and chat. They don't have this other stuff. Roblox, man. Yeah. I know more about Roblox than I ever wanted to know. No kidding. So anyway, Shark Taxis and Inception. Is it Roblox or is it Roblox? It's Roblox. I thought it's Roblox, right? Roblox? I always read it at Roblox like it's two Rob and Lock. Um, People keep telling me I should try that. Um, It's... uh, it's a thing. You know, you know what? I will say this. Like the kids I watch play it. Yeah. <laughs> they they don't use it for anything worthwhile. Right. It's a waste of time. It just makes me angry when they play. These <laughs> kids are so stupid. Like, <laughs> smart. But my friend's kid, uh my best friend's kid, he he got into it, he played it, and he used it to all of a sudden he wanted to learn how to make games himself yeah. and then he started making worlds in it and then he led that into he wanted to do recordings and put them on youtube and then that led to him wanting to do streaming and his his dad encouraged him but never taught him any of it so he's all self-taught he went looked up put in the work put in the time and that kid's a real self-motivated guy so you know i say more power to him for doing it i think that's cool is need to get the others you kids around here to do something useful in it besides just driving their car into walls and making me come out and watch it for mm-hmm. the hundredth time. Yeah. I don't that it's but see there's a there is a <laughs> when my son was little, I don't when I say little, probably between six and ten, he loved video games, but he didn't play the video game. It didn't matter what it was. So let's say it's Mario Super Mario sixty four or something. Uh, right. or, or Super Mario Sunshine would have been kind of hit that range. Yeah, he'd have been four when that was out. And uh, he would just go run off cliffs. There's no objectives. It was like, can this yep. boulder kill me? Can I hang here and then fall into a thing? Like, there's a certain age range where that is video games. And I kind of think it's a good idea if somebody fills that void. Because otherwise, they're just doing it in regular video games. If they're playing a shooter, they're not trying to get to the thing they're trying to see how far back they can go they're trying to see if this wall is or this door goes anywhere like they're not really there to win they play weird games as a result like that's what i've learned um because like my girlfriend's son he the games he likes are are just strange like he likes to play dirt but he only wants to be in the sandbox mode and he just wants to crash the car and he plays farming simulator but all he really likes to do is to drive the various vehicles onto the train tracks 
and then pilot the train and run into all the vehicles. (laughs) Like, or go to people's houses and just take all their things and then go, look at all the stuff I took from the guy down the road. Like, the things he's into in those games are very, very weird. Uh, have nothing to do with objectives, but he's having a great time. And, yep. you know, who's to who's to say that that's wrong? No, Besides, nobody. I will. Besides say you. Yeah. And me. It used to drive me crazy when he would do this. <laughs> but I think I understand it. And sandbox gaming has its place. There's a reason Minecraft appeals so much to and like when, when Nick turned nine or yeah, he would have been nine when Minecraft came out. He was so into it, like yeah. couldn't stop playing it. And there's a reason it's it, it lets them mess with that part of their brain. So, um, where, 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 how, why did this come up? I forgot. We're, we're, talk, we're talking about Roblox. Oh, Roblox, right? And there's another one and coming out soon that's like Minecrafty but also adventurey that everyone and tells this me related to I don't even know what. What's that called? We got there. We were talking about battle royales. We we're talking about butter. Oh, oh butter, butter, yeah, butter. Butter's yeah. great is the point. Oh, okay, because I was getting to this point, which is this thing John brought up earlier, which is maybe there's a battle royale coming out that I'd be interested in. But they've got they've kind of I'm still gonna try this, but they may have lost me after I watched the trailer. And actually I'll put this trailer up in silence so the chat room can watch it while we're talking about it. Um gotta get it all the Worms Rumble game. Is that yeah. what you mean? So it's this new Worms game. I'm a gigantic Worms fan. I've owned every single Worms game ever made. And that is a truth. Mm-hmm. Well, unless there's one on the Xbox One, I don't own it there. But um, I used to buy them all. 2D stuff. Armageddon was my favorite. Played it on PCs. I bought it on the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, uh, the all all the handheld versions. I have a couple of them I play now. Uh, Armageddon. Now I forget what the newer one is. It's like Armageddon. Anyway, all amazing. I love it. And why do I love it? Because they're turn-based tactical strategy games, and I like those in general. And they're goofy, and there's also mayhem, and it's just a fun thing. Multiplayer is really fun. Uh, single player is fun. It's just a fun thing. Destructible environments. The 2D ones are always the best. Um, but I played them all, and Team 17 is coming out with a new one, and this new one is Worms Rumble, and it has two modes. Basic. Well, there may be more, but the only two modes they've talked about are single player mode, or uh, sorry, uh, deathmatch mode and battle royale mode. That sounds great. A turn-based giant battle royale mode sounds like my jam. Guess what, though? It's real time. It's real time, yeah. And it's them jumping and shooting, and it's... I mean, there may be fun to that. We all like Duck Game, right? Sounds like Duck Game to me. It looks like Duck Game, yeah. Yeah. I'm watching the trailer. It's Duck Game. Yeah, this is Duck Game, essentially. I'm okay with that. It's like Smash Smash and Duck Game. It looks a bit like Smash Brothers, too. Yeah, a little bit. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. I didn't really think of it that way, but yes, the the ma- especially the levels, and they kind of have a little two two point five D kind of vibe happening with how it looks like it plays and stuff. Too early to say, but if this was a turn based proper Worms game, I would be all into this because having a battle royale style version of that game start with fifty people and end with one sounds amazing. Yeah. I would play the shit out of that. Uh, this maybe not because uh, I, I I have enough in my life of jump around and shoot stuff in real time and then start over and play again, uh, which is just too close to the battle royale I'm trying to trying to avoid right now. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. I was totally in until I watched the trailer, and then I went, oh, maybe I'm half in. <laughs> I'm halfway I mean, in. That game ex- I don't know. It's turn based. Isn't it like astronauts or? Um- 
there's a knots game on steam that is a side scrolling moba oh uh, uh, it's been around for a while i just can't remember what it's called like it's it's, it's like oh astronauts um, something knots. awesome knots awesome knots awesome knots that's yeah, the one that's it yeah awesome knots 2 actually and it was exists. actually pretty fun but it's just you know it never is a priority game so it never gets played basically yeah this is this is the truth that you speak uh anyway we'll uh talk more about that as it comes out and finally Cyberpunk 2077, the bad news dropped this week. No wall running. <laughs> I don't care. I, I don't care either. Yeah. I wasn't like, man, Cyberpunk 2077, I'm in, but only if I can run on walls. So yeah. I, I said when we talked about the delay, make it the best game possible. If wall running is the one thing preventing that from happening and it's causing bugs and causing problems, pull it out. I want a good game. I yep. don't. I don't care if wall running's in it or not. Yeah, Just give me a good game. That game is to me is more about story, RPG, uh, character building, world building. All of those things matter to me the most. Me being able to traverse around in a super actiony wall running way is not that of much of a priority for me. Um, but Bo, I thought I'd ask you since you're and hopefully your sound card doesn't freak out here because this is going to be a good one. Uh, if you're a big cyberpunk fan, pen and paper level. Um, mm-hmm. You couldn't be more excited about this game. Obviously, this is going to be a eighty dollars Canadian. You're going to spend immediately. Um, mm-hmm. d- does this bother you to hear that there's you can't wall run? Is there? Is there? I guess what I'm saying is, if you went back and played the RPG, is there something in the pen, pen and paper that says wall running is an important part of this? And if there's no wall running, then forget it. Or is it just stupid? Uh, it is important part of the the game. Like you know, uh, you're able to do a lot that the computer game if i can see that it would probably be very daunting to add it to the computer game yeah i get it yeah but um you know games of the imagination allow for a lot of things and wall running flying turning invisible all these things are, are possible in your future so yeah it's a miss but we'll give cut them some slack and they can put it in the next one we give them all the all of our money all right Fair so, enough. Um, another thing to think about is this is a really good game, and Adam Jensen certainly a character who would be able to climb a wall or two, <laughs> and among other things, and it didn't diminish my enjoyment of Deus Ex, so it's not necessary to have it in the game. Mm-hmm. But but the whole thing about Cyberpunk is that you do shitty things to get money, and you take those creds to upgrade yourself, and the loop continues, and you know scaling a wall for an assassination is definitely something you should be able to well you still be able to scale walls their only thing is this whole running thing where you imagine like titanfall 2 style where you're you can run ninja style on a on a wall you can can still climb up any wall surface i mean they haven't they haven't said i assume so i assume there's some some scalability but i I guess i don't know i don't know Mm. if you can or not i don't know i i I don't want to judge it I don't want to judge a product before it comes out. So, yeah, we'll see. It might seem like, wow, we can't do this. There are super tall, like Judge Dread skyscrapers, right? In mm-hmm. this future city. So, climbing would, I mean, Judge Dread should have brought climbing boots too, for that matter. But, should put Judge Dread in this game. DLC, I'm calling it right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're going to put uh, Keanu Reeves in there, you may as well put Judge Dread in there. Um, all right. It's not, it's not that big of a deal. We'll live. Yes. Yeah, we'll survive. <laughs> All right, now this. Whoops, this. Video games we played this week. I played Mr. Driller. Yeah, that's right. Well, 
I picked up on the Switch a copy of Mr. Driller Drill Town, is it called? It's, okay, so it's basically the, the GameCube Japanese game localized for here with some tweaks and upgrades, and then they give it a full name like Mr. Driller com, a colon... It's time to drill in Drill Town or something like that. <laughs> Get drilled. Yeah. Um, of all the like non-Tetris uh, puzzle games that have ever existed out there, like you could look at, oh, I don't know, Dr. Mario and Poyo Poyo or freaking uh, Puzzle Fighter, any of those, right? Like anything that competed with the idea of Tetris or tried to do another puzzle game like Tetris. Mr. Driller was my favorite by far. And I can play that for hours and hours and hours. And so that's why I got it. The story's dumb. The characters are really lame. It's anime as hell. Uh, and none of the the spoken dialogue is... They didn't do any English translation. It's all still Japanese. It just has English tr- subtitles on everything. Um, that's all fine and good because I don't care. All I really care about is the gameplay, and I love the way that game plays. So drilling down, matching colors, doing stuff. If you played Mr. Driller, you know it's rad. I don't have to explain it to you. If you've never played it, now's your chance. It's on the Switch for 29 bucks. It's a little high. But I paid it. Hmm. <laughs> I'm um, price for Mr. I also continue to scratch my uh, 4X itch in between updates of Old World, the greatest oh. named game of the year, uh-huh. uh, with bouts of Endless Space 2. Um, I've gained just a new appreciation of that game, and they've been doing like crazy cool DLC and updates. Today there was just a patch to like update some of the graphics and some of the stuff in the game that's they've you know been in there since 2018 or 2017 whenever it came out and um i really like it if you never played endless space 2 it's a great 4x space uh game and i love it so i've been playing that here and there and desperados 3 still doing my playthrough of that i've had very little time this week to do the streams but i plan on streaming that entire experience right now i'm in a a rainy wet place that is just killing me i cannot seem to get past this one place so hopefully with fresh eyes i'll be able to to do it but desperados 3 still top 10 games i've played this year i really like it a lot uh john okay now to the big moment you finished last of us part two i did did it the whole thing did it satisfy you from beginning to end how was the ending how was the overall experience give it to us uh that game is amazing the game is very good it's not a game for everybody it is a game that uh intentionally plays on emotions at times um you know odds are if you heard something about that game assuming it was true there's a lot of misinformation out there but if you heard something about that game and it made you feel a certain way to hear that news um and it made you mad made you unhappy guess what the game probably wants you to feel that way it's an emotionally manipulative game it wants you to feel things throughout and i felt things throughout And I had a really good time with the gameplay Um, all the way up until the end. There was maybe there's maybe only one section in the entire game that I didn't care for. And it was just a little too much of dealing with the infected all in a row uh, that culminated in a big boss fight that I did not enjoy. But the checkpoints were generous. I was able to get through it eventually. Um, It's maybe the only stumbling block in the entire thing. And that game, I kept thinking it was going to end. There there was a point where I said, okay, well, this is it. We're going to wrap it up tonight. And uh, I had somebody in the chat room say, oh, you got another two hours. Oh, my gosh, really? That's crazy. I I thought the game was done. I thought we were watching the end cut scene. 
And nope, two more hours of gameplay left after that because they they tell their story and it's not going to land for everybody. I think there's going to be a lot of people who just don't care for it. And I think that's fine. But um, it did for me. I, I had a great time through the whole thing. I really enjoyed the journey and the characters. Um, it's a game that I've been thinking a lot about. And it just doesn't happen very often where you beat a game and you go, I'm going to think about this game for a while and it's going to live with me. Let me ask you this. Well, um, you know, I get, John, you've watched me do it, so I know you know this, but I get lost yeah. a lot in, in the game in games with lots of sort of got to go here, got to go there. How do I get there? I don't know. You got to find the key. You got to open the thing. And I, I just tend to yeah. get turned around and lost easy. Uh, am I screwed here? Is this going to be no. a bad time for me? No, won't be an issue for you because the game, if you are taking too long to get to the next objective, will give you a prompt that says press L3 for a hint and it will put a waypoint exactly where you need to go. Okay, good. I want that. Um, more often than not. In fact, I was it's rarely ever lost. Uh, more often than not, what would happen is I'd get annoyed about the hint request because I want to scavenge everything. Like yeah. I'm going around, I'm opening every drawer, I'm looking in everything, and then it comes up and goes, you need a hint? I go, no, I'm just trying to loot stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, leave me alone. I'm fine. I mm-hmm. just need more materials. But the the game does some some cool things. Again, I don't want to do any spoilers, but the game, the game knows you're going to find your play style in the first third of the game. Mm-hmm. And they find ways whether that's through enemy design or other means to force you to change that up. And I think that throws a lot of people. I think a lot of people all of a sudden go, well, no, I had my rhythm. I had the thing I liked. Um, And then all of a sudden you're playing a completely different way. I found that very rewarding Mm. um, because it all of a sudden, like I couldn't just be sneaky. Like I played the first, uh, the first, I probably third of this game, like solid snake. Mm Mm-hmm. And I played probably the middle third of this game like John Rambo. Mm. And I played the last third of this game probably like a mix of the two. Like it was a really neat experience as a result of that because the challenges they throw at you, what they give you to use within the context of those challenges, it, it, it challenges you in different ways. And I know we talked about this last week, but I can't stress again, if you're interested in the story... And if you're just saying, like, I don't know if I want to play the game, but I am interested in the story, I would say get it. It's a game that has the most generous, um, like, level of customization for how the game plays and how you engage with it of any game I've ever seen. You can toggle so many things off and on and how this works and how much materials are in the world and, you know, how difficult. It's more than just a difficulty slider. You can literally adjust, you know, how likely are enemies to see you, you know, and you can you can say, hey, you know what? My reaction time isn't great, but I want to play this game like a stealth game. You can give yourself more time before people are alerted to your presence Mm. and you get to play it like a stealth game if you want that way. How many dogs? How many dogs do I have to kill? I think I killed six dogs, something like like that. There's a lot of dogs. I will say this. I don't like killing dogs. You will kill at least a dog in this game. Okay. 
<laughs> you will kill between one and six dogs. Might have been more than six dogs. I don't like it, but what they add to the combat puzzle is good. Like, I have to talk about it mechanically because I think about killing dogs and I just get sad. Yeah. But the thing that dogs add is when you're playing against humans, humans only go off of what they see. So hiding from them and surprising them is very easy because they're humans throw a bottle and distract them or they see you. And like, those are the only two ways they catch you. They introduce dogs as a way of, if the dog gets your scent, you now can't hide as easily. That dog's going to follow your scent. You have to find a way to break that from you, from you, or they will, the dog will lead them right to you. This is just so this adds is the, a cool mechanic. You just don't want to kill a dog. This is the same as um, it works. It's funny. You, right. you went through this, but in Desperados three, exact same deal. The dogs yeah. are the same exact mechanic and I try not to kill them, but sometimes dude, I just got to do it because they're not going to get off my scent. They smell me coming a mile away and they stay on it's, me and they find me in the bushes. It's the worst. It's heartbreaking. Like I didn't know what was worse. So the first time I encountered a dog, I killed the dog and felt bad about it. Yeah. The second time I killed the guy leading the dog and then the dog was sad and then I had to kill the dog anyway. <laughs> and then I was like extra bad about it because the dog was freaking sad about the owner. The owner fell over and the dog cried about it. And I was like, frick, and now I got to kill the stupid dog. Yeah. That game, too, is very manipulative about its murder. Like you're going to kill people. There's no pacifist run to this game. Mm. You're you're a murderer in this world like no doubt about it yeah um but they do things that are that like try to there are going to be people that read this as bad and there are going to be people that read this as good and i don't think either take is wrong but if you shoot somebody you might hear someone go oh god alice mm. and they'll give that character a name mm. and go awesome. running and they humanize it yeah and no other game has ever tried to do that, uh, at least that I've played. And it was a very unique experience. It's not a great thing. Like, it makes you feel bad. And when you're streaming, you have to make a joke about it to make yourself feel better, because otherwise you're like, I'm just depressed on the stream the whole time. But it it does things with its violence like that, that, again, I think is going to be controversial. It's not going to be good for everybody, but... I appreciated what it did. Is, is that it, the controversial thing everyone's been talking about? Oh, no. There's a lot of controversial things in this game. Yeah, the <laughs> well, that game, sounds awesome. The game is but, full of controversy. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, humanizing the targets is great. Yeah. I, I will say this, though, about, about the controversy. When I was streaming it twice, I had somebody come in uh, once on the first day that I was streaming it and once on the last day that I was streaming it and try to post spoilers in the chat. Nice. And Here's the funny thing about that. They came in and they thought they were giving me a summary of the game. And first of all, they were wrong. What they posted, some of it was true, not all of it. And it was not the entire scope of the game. Right. Context is everything. It sounds like. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end, they tried to do it again. It was a different person, but somebody tried to do it again and say, this game is just, and they, they laid out what it was. And I, I was sitting there and I went, this is we're literally past what you just said. That's not all this game is. Mm. So I think there's a lot of people out there that saw a couple cutscenes that leaked, which is unfortunate that they leaked because I think context is important. And they go out and they try to ruin it for everybody because it made them feel bad. And they don't even have the full information. Yeah. They're not even acting with it. Yeah. 
I don't so, really care about spoilers. I don't know if Scott if Scott seems likely to play it. Oh, I, I'm I probably gonna, would play it, get to it for years. So, I'm going to definitely you know. play it. I think I'm going to play. I mean, I played the first one and hated the gameplay, but everything people tell me about this gameplay sounds like an improvement uh, over the better, last game. For sure. And 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 being able to customize that experience is huge for me. Um, to be able to just sort of toggle on, on and off things that I like or don't like, because I am interested in the story, but I also don't want the play the moment to moment gameplay to feel tired and awful. So that that is enough for me to say yes, I'm going to play this. The biggest question is, will I play it before a PlayStation Five edition of this game, or will I play it now? And I don't I don't know, because I know that's coming. That's coming for sure. There's no way that isn't happening, and probably soon after the release of that thing. So part of me is like, you know what? Wait until t- early 2021 and play play this thing, you know, on a on a new console. But part of me is like, it's, ooh, it sounds really good. I should just play it. It's gorgeous, too. In, in the same way that the original Last of Us was, everything feels... I mean, if you're in a coffee shop, everything looks like it belongs in a coffee shop. You know, if you're in a vet, Everything looks like it belongs in a vet. Like you feel like you're going through a world in a way that just other games don't do. And there's a fidelity to the acting and the look and the feel of that game that you just don't get anywhere else. Like I think I'm going to have to take a break from games that are trying to pass as realistic with their graphics and look and all of that because it's just going to read hollow for a while to me. Mm. Like this game was realistic in a way and i mean it's still video game realistic but it was it was realistic in a way that other games it's just miles beyond it yeah, and that Steph, includes anything i've played on pc that seems to be unanimous that part no matter how people feel about the game uh the aesthetics that just the production value everything about it is is like top grade it always blows my mind that this is the company that made freaking crash bandicoot games you know <laughs> Like I realize it's a different time. They were small studio, blah blah blah. They got the heft and money of Sony now. Like there's a there's a reason why they can make a game this big and this broad. But to go from Crash Bandicoot to the next big thing you saw from them was the groundbreaking. Uh, uh, my brain just went dead. What's his name? Uh, Nathan Drake. Nathan Drake Uncharted. games. Yes, yeah. the Uncharted games was just amazing and now this is just feels like the next step i don't know it's it's great to see that because they just were you know it was crash bandicoot in that weird 3do fighting game that no one remembers and jack and dexter oh and jack and dexter Dexter. yeah those are good those are good those could you you know what that's a series they could return to if they wanted to i'm i think i feel like they're just they're past all that they're gonna tell these stories now that's what they do now yeah Uh, they'll let somebody else take the license and do something but they're they don't care Anyway, well, that's great to hear. I got to play it. Um, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of the games from from yesteryear, this is actually a really good. I have the same trilogy, and I played a bit of it. It's a really good remake of those. What did you uh, What do you think of those? So I've only played a little bit of the first one, and boy, what a reminder to how different games were back then. <laughs> like they've made it look modern and beautiful, and it's a good looking game, but like. It starts with like a one minute long cutscene that's just like, we think this orc's ugly. And he's like, what? I'm not ugly. And then a bunch of dragons turn into crystals and they're like, great, you're Spyro play. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
what the hell is going on in this game? What's yep. the story? Yep. And I just start running around and I'm setting things on fire. I don't know why. And then I bump into a crystal dragon. And he's like, thanks for freeing me, Spyro. I was like, <laughs> what did I do? I just bumped into your statue. Yeah. I walk over a little pad and a fairy pops out. And I'm like, who's this fairy? Why is she here? What's she doing? Yeah. And they don't explain anything. There's no tutorial. There's no... Uh, I maybe there was an instruction manual that told you why all this stuff was going on, but nope, you just go and save dragons and play the game. Um, and it, and looks, I a it looks really good, right? Like a yeah. huge imp- improvement over that PlayStation one, obviously. Um, but yeah, like that's interesting. You say that it's it definitely a throwback to an earlier time where we were less interested in narrative and, reasons why you were doing what you were doing it was just sort of implied that hey i'm a dragon i blow fire all right let's go and that was it yeah it's yeah. like do you want to collect gems yeah why am i collecting them i don't know collect gems yeah go for it okay i guess i will <laughs> I, I don't know i suppose that's what i do i want to go back to I'm that Spyro. i like that game uh all right and rim world you've only played the tutorial boy have i Ooh. ever hovered a, a mouse over a game more often in my life than rim world there are times where it's like sounds in the t- so good. Looks I know so shitty. that's what it is, Bo. <laughs> that's what it is. Because when I hear about it and I think about what the gameplay implies and everybody's reviews of it and the way they describe it, I'm like, this sounds amazing. And then I look at it and go, this looks like shit, like shit. And it doesn't help that Steam says it's overwhelmingly positive because yeah. you're like, you're like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like. Yeah. it's clearly me everyone you all like it i'm looking at it and i'm like i can't justify money on this it really bums me out because i'm all about gameplay first i'm more interested in that than graphics normally but i have a limit and this thing yeah. just looks bad like bad bad like college student class project bad at a bad college with bad students like it just looks terrible and it makes me not in the bad lands in the bad lands yeah yeah. but the concepts and and what the game's supposed to be sound amazing and if you could just reskin it please then i'd play it so john what did you think of rimworld since you played it it's daunting uh i think this game might be super cool i think it might be something amazing i might have to play through the tutorial several times uh this game uh reminds me of banished Mm. Uh, <laughs> I knew Bo might have oh, a Excuse me, I gotta go for a second. I'll be right back. <laughs> Bo loves uh, <laughs> It reminds me of Banished a little bit. Yeah. Um, in the sort of like indirect way that you you hover over everything and you're not really direct controlling people. You're not really telling these people Ooh. like, okay, you go Sorry, do guys. this. Sometimes you might do that. Yeah. But in general, you're like, hey, I want you guys farming trees. I want you mining. And here's the order in which you will do tasks and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very much a you're building the civilization and you're watching it grow and you're watching the stories unfold while you're doing it. The only thing is, is the tutorial. I feel like they put a thousand buttons in front of me. And they're like, we're going to teach you how to play. And they showed me how to use 10 of those 1,000 buttons and went, great, it's your turn. And I went, but what about all this other stuff you didn't even talk about? Yeah. Uh, so I might play through the tutorial a couple times or just accept that I'm going to be garbage at this game for a while and it's going to take a lot of figuring out. Uh, but it seems like it could be 
really cool. I'm already fascinated just from like picking the survivors because you basically right before you land, you pick from a group of people who's going to be the three that start your society Mm -hmm. and they all have traits. And sometimes those traits relate to other people. So like one of them was like this lady whose nickname was loser and she was previously dating another one of the people, but now was married to someone else. So I put, I didn't save her spouse, but I saved her ex So they immediately had a dislike for one another and put them all in the escape pod with someone else uh, who was like a priestess or something like that. And you just watch these weird little stories evolve and they have their own kind of like quirks and personality. Like one of the one of the little people in the society was a total night owl. So like everybody else would have been in bed for hours and she was out there mining (laughs) And then she went in and went to bed and then like the others woke up and started getting to work and she slept in till like noon. And it's just like, that's just her quirk. You you just kind of go, well, that's Lucy. And like she wandered off at one point and just fell asleep in some trees and just took a freaking nap in the middle of nowhere. And I was like, (laughs) why is she doing that? That's just who she is. And so it's and the one who was called loser had like no discernible skills that I could see. It turns out the name might have actually been fitting and uh like she doesn't want to do anything you're like go chop wood and she's like i don't do that and you're like well do you want to mine no i don't do that and i was like well what do you do and i just see her out there playing horseshoes and i was like gosh dang it no wonder you've earned your nickname that's interesting um it's interesting that they have these behaviors and that they just go do them you know yeah yeah Hmm. but maybe so it's interesting maybe the game's inviting you to learn more about that character so that you can figure it out rather than be frustrated by it maybe yeah and and that's the thing is they they paint the whole thing as like it's telling you a story and these people are going to live their lives and there's going to be a narrative to it in fact one of the things that it looked like and i might have interpreted it wrong but it was right at the very end as i was leaving the tutorial and i had to get ready for the show but you can pick your storyteller And depending on which storyteller you pick, it adjusts the way the game is more likely to behave. So you might buy you might pick a storyteller who is a hopeless romantic, which means romance is going to be a bigger factor when you play the game Mm. than it would otherwise. Or you might pick someone who's more into action and you're going to be doing a lot more combat. That's the way I interpreted it. I could be wrong. This game seems incredibly. Oh, my God. That's so much. So they're they're introducing narrator bias essentially kind of yes yeah like two different authors could tell the same story completely differently yeah right and this game has that this would crawl right up bo's bum this game it's it's in there the only reason why i won't go in is my bum goes ugly yeah it's so ugly (laughs) it is is an ugly ugly game but those little it's, people, uh, like the little meeple-looking people with the stupid bodies and heads, it just makes me wish they were... It's the same reason I can't play Prison Architect. Like, Prison Architect, yes. my brother loves it. He, he plays it so much. And the, I am like, a Sim Jail? Yeah. It's kind of morbid, but that's why we're into it. <laughs> you know, that's what's appealing. People find people hung in their prison cells. You know, you bad prison manager. There's a morbidity that's super cool. But the game looks like shit. Yeah. can't do it <laughs> yeah i tried yeah i i kind of the same problem so somebody may look say to me scott you've been playing factorio how come you're okay with that because i think factorio looks cool 
Like yeah. Factorio has a style to it that I dig. It's a, you know, it's meant to look low res and whatever, but it works for me. I wish it looked like, I wish this looked like oh. Factorio and then I'd be into it, I think. I Maybe think someone's working once, on a mod? Oh. I think once you start playing it, it goes away. You know what I mean? Like the systems take over and you're now worried about mm. you're in it, but you're right. It's a it's a big step to get there because yeah. it's not a great looking game, but uh, it seems really cool. Uh, I will report back as I play more. I bought a couple games off the Steam sale, so I'm going to be experimenting with a lot. I also picked up Streets of Rogue. Oh, uh, I love Streets of Rogue. I have that. That <laughs> game's great. Punk. Yeah, you you need to when you play Streets of Rogue, let me know because it's like. Oh, what is it even like? There's a kind of a GTA vibe to it, but it's, oh, that's a great game. We'll have to yeah. talk more about that later. That's a good game. All right. So, and you got Frostpunk. Well, you ended up getting it. Yeah, I got Frostpunk. All right. Get ready to get ready to have the hard. I found that game oppressively hard, banished style hard. So again, another one Bo would like, Bo would love, Bo would love Frostpunk. I struggled with it because yeah, I've been interested in it. It just never, I've seen it on super sale. So. You would love it, dude. All you need to do is see Bo's playtime on banish to know that if you conjure its name, he will be keenly interested. I think I've played more hours of banish than there are mega makeup install. Uh, probably. That's probably true. I remember, in fact, I think we just, I had just met you and you, you were playing a lot of banish then it was banished in heroes. And uh, I, I remember thinking, man, I should play Banished more. And then I would try to play Banished. And Banished is just so oppressive. It's so, like, wants me to lose. You're going to love that pen or that, um, I forget who makes it, but that new game that's on Epic only right now, but it's the Aftermath one. Kind of another post-apocalyptic sort of the war is over. Mm. Now we got to rebuild ourselves. It's very much like that. You're, you're going to really like that game. Mm. Paradox, that's who makes it. Uh, Bo, you, you played some uh, Divinity Two uh, with friends this week. I take it. How'd that go? One game. Yeah, yeah. We're 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 in Act Two, and we haven't left Driftwood instead of playing a whole bunch of sessions. Mm -hmm. So Driftwood is the town you get to at the start of Act Two. For those who don't know, and um, we've just been in town. We had to do a fight over like eight times. <laughs> <laughs> so Scott, I've, we've parked your character boat. Oh, he's at the boat. Uh, so. Because, like, I, I've been, you know, you're able to, to play. I mean, it's really random when we start, so. Yeah, it's been Sorry hard. It's that. been it's hard, hard to sync it up. Yeah. Everyone. yeah. So, but, uh, you know, it just feels like when you play the game four players, you don't want to play other characters. It's like, it's like you. It's more MO style, you know? I just, your guy basically has just leftovers from all the other characters and a whole bunch of body parts <laughs> in their inventory. Like, just, just. Because whenever you get to playing again, you can eat them all and, and read their memories as elves do. So I just keep giving you body parts that I find. <laughs> just have a massive <laughs> amount of body parts. Great. And I just leave you on the boat. You know, you can just chill the boat. Yeah. So it's just been three playering uh, divinity while you have been able to be there. While I've been sitting uh, in the But boat. we haven't gotten very far. It takes us so long to do anything. Did you guys find um, the shark? No, but we found we found the genie and Crofton. Crofton, like, I was like, oh, there's a genie bottle. I think I remember this. And then before I know it, Crofton's immediately there talking to him. And he gets the wish. And Mike was super, he's like, we're supposed to talk about these things before we do it. Like, oh. 
I accidentally clicked it. Like you, he loots everything. He's yeah. He probably it, said it like I, I don't blame though. you for not playing with us because like that's get the point where we're like on our twenty session and, and Crofton is still <laughs> ripping everyone but off. This is but this person. is how Crofton says it. it. Crofton goes, um, guys. So I'm talking. I'm right now over here, uh, and I'm talking to a genie right now. There's a genie that I'm talking. That's how he would do it. Uh-huh. Yep, yep, yeah, exactly. And then we'd all be like, "You started the conversation. Now he's <laughs> going to give you a." W-. And he got it. And he wished for something stupid like gold. So uh, <laughs> he just got some gold, and he didn't even get anything good. Which is just who uh, was it? Crofton who kissed the spider? No, apparently everyone can kiss the spider. So, really? See, so I I talked to her first, and then she invited me to go kiss, and I was like, "Oh, you, you guys can't come. I'm gonna go kiss this lovely lady in a dark alley." <laughs> and then I got the kiss, and I got the towel, and then she walked back, and then we went about our business. And then Crofton's like, "I can't remember what he was doing." She's like, "Uh, just wait. I'm talking to an NPC over here." And I'm like, "Are you talking to the woman?" Like, yeah. <laughs> she just gave me the kiss. And I'm like, "You like." If he he knew that he could get it too, but he didn't say anything to Mike, and he just let me get it, and he just went off on his own to go get the kiss. And anyways, that's yeah. hilarious. That's how he is. Yeah, that's Crofton. That's Crofton. That's our new sitcom coming out soon. That's Crofton. So yeah, Divinity's fun. It's definitely so much more fun with friends, and I'm looking forward to Baldur's Gate three so oh, much. Man, yeah, that game can't come soon enough. It's not this year though, right? 2021. Then they say, "Oh, I don't think so." I th- yeah, I think they're they might be doing an alpha or something like that, but yeah. I, I think we're still a ways off. I feel like so many games are being pushed pushed out this year. Surprisingly, number of games keep getting announced, like surprise announcements, and it's coming out this year, kind of stuff. It's kind of blowing my mind. Like a bunch of things yeah. like that this year. It's weird, but yeah, probably not till next year for that one. All right. Quickly, one of these. That's a good question. An email from a listener. This is oh, we're gonna play the mashup first. Um, this mashup's from Jamie. It's called the Penis Chair, and I've been meaning to play this, so now we're gonna play it. Here it is. Mention in the chat is really missing the penis chair. Right away. Right to the penis. You don't have the penis chair at all anymore. Oh no! I forgot to tell them that it is now a famous chair known as the penis chair. I don't know if I'm ready to ruin that for my mom and dad. No, you should tell them that there's something called penis. Oh, it's peninsular. (laughs) It's like peninsula. Peninsular Malaysia, for example, Uh it's Malaysia's peninsula. And so I saw the word peninsular and went, "Ooh, penis! What penis lar?" Like I was trying. trying to do it phonetically it's not it's wrong i owned that chair for a while i'm worried about what they're gonna think i mean by that oh right i didn't think of that don't call it the penis chair well it's a penis chair not an ejaculate chair well do we don't mean that we mean like what if there's an attachment if you know what i'm saying to that chair what if that's going on i mean they didn't see it right <laughs> they'd feel it if they sat down on it <laughs> all right should we uh burp and then do a show or just do a show what do you guys um, uh, you know i'm burp. not really feeling the burp but i'm not either we Wait, could do it we could do a show why don't we do nothing but Burps. Oh, do it in burp. I'm bad, at, I'm bad at burping on. Oh no! Burp like deep galactic burp. Bo's pretty good at it. Oh my lord! No, I just do little. It's just little burps. Ew! Something's gonna come up. Something's gonna come up. Look, there are very few things in this world that if you were over at a friend's house and you went to reach to grab something and they said, "Oh, that's the penis, whatever," you would continue and go, "Oh, great, that sounds fantastic." Yeah, let me get a piece of that penis chair that you got there. Like you go to serve up and they're like, "No, that's the penis." rice yeah that's the penis like, rice. parents won't be that shocked you're done you're i don't know your eat parents that rice. you don't think they'll care you don't think they'll care 
I mean, the thing is, it's like every dirty thing you did in that house, your parent knows about. Yeah, you, they know about your penis chair. Maybe they already know it's called the penis chair. <laughs> no, that's true. Maybe they think it's called the three-wheeled phallus or something like that. <laughs> three-wheeled phallus? <laughs> All those hidden socks in your closet after you moved out, they found them. Right. Who hides the sock? I just got rid of them. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just making jokes. So. Just, you got rid of them. Wait you do minute, mail them? Too much information. Just, just put them in the mailbox and write Argentina on the sock. <laughs> With a note that says, do what you will. Oh my gosh, dude. I don't remember any of that. a dirty ejaculate sock. <laughs> put it into a Canada Post mailbox. Yeah. <laughs> With Argentina, Argentina written on the side. That sounds horrific. I don't like that idea at all. Anywhere in Argentina, please. I kind of just want to put a sock, not with anything actually in it, but I kind of want to put a sock that says Argentina on it in a mailbox. This is what Hostman does when finally picks it up. I just want <laughs> I I want you to go get your mail in nothing but a sock and show up. For well, the no one wants like, to see that. Eh, chili peppers might have a. They may want a word. Uh, all right. Anyway, sorry. Okay. Email or no, Jamie, that was great. Not sorry. Uh, sorry, not sorry. That was fantastic. Please make more of those. We love them. And uh, he's great. You can follow him on Twitter at TMS Mashups. Okay. Quick email here from our friend Jesus Chrome or in Jesus Chrome, Jared. <laughs> Jesus Chrome didn't write us. <laughs> Uh, I was like, oh shit. He's yeah, really bad about TWB. He's like, uh, hey guys, heard some stuff. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his real or his name in chat when he comes in is Spartacus nine hundred three, and he says this: "Hey Scotty and Too Hottie, that's pretty good." He's talking about you guys. He says, "Okay, I'm never going to say that again." Anyway, we recently got on a uh, got a switch in this household, and while I don't think it's my uh, to be in my wheelhouse, I'm trying to find a game for my wife to play. She hasn't really been a gamer other than little Mario Kart and Mario Party. Uh, when me and the kids are playing Xbox, she's left out, so I was considering getting her Animal Crossing for the Switch. I guess my question is, before I spend 60 bucks on a game, if you would recommend it for a gaming noob, or is it going to be too much of a learning curve? Your friend in Jesus Chrome, Jared, a.k.a. Spartacus903. Uh, I'm going to recommend Animal Crossing New Horizon for your wife because I don't think it's too much of a learning curve. It tells you everything you need to do as you do it. And even when you know how to do it, it'll still remind you. <laughs> how to do it. And it's just a good chill game. I know lots of people who are not gamers per se, by our definition, who easily slip into playing animal crossing and find it to be a delightful experience. So I think of all of your choices right now for the switch and for her, I think it's a good one. John, you have that game. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. I would throw out one more. Um, my girlfriend is not a huge gamer. She's not averse to them, but she does get motion sick, so anything that is uh, first person nature or anything like that, she's not gonna do. She's not gonna do well, and she also doesn't like gore, so limits uh, limits what she can play a lot. Um, and I, you know, was looking for games that she might enjoy. Uh, she has been enjoying the hell out of Civilization VI. She was addicted to that for a good long while, and then, ironically enough, we've talked about it a lot this episode. I got her banished, and she has been obsessed with that as well. Oh, some, someone with good taste. Yeah, Excellent. Well done. Good. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. That's a keeper. Yeah. So she, Stay with you. she loves that game. So mm -hmm. both those were big hits for her. She is very interested in Animal Crossing, but I won't let her on my island. So uh, <laughs> my island is for me, is, is what I told her. So she gets it for the kids. She can be on their island. Yeah, this is not for you. 
Uh, yeah, so sure don't that's come the here. Stance you want to take? <laughs> it's going to cause long term problems. She can, she can visit my island. It'll be eight years later. You'll be at a dinner. And be like, you know, John doesn't let me on his Animal Crossing island. Yeah, yeah. I'm still mad at him for that. Not a not a keeper. Won't let me on his Animal Crossing island. There you go. Uh, no, she does sound like a keeper for the for the. What was the game called again? Banished. Banished. Keeper for that. Uh, because we're all going to need people who are good at controlling and managing post-apocalyptic games. I think when things come up. So when you get, as we get better at these post-apocalyptic games, if the virus has its way with us, we may have to be the lone survivors. And banished players will benefit from their experience. All right. Okay. Oh, here's one she'll agree, you'll agree with Scott. She also got Farm Together. Oh, I love Farm Together. <laughs> Every time she plays it, I think of you. I'm like, yeah. You, Scott would be really excited you're playing. Yeah, that game's a great little brainless go grow shit and pick it and sell it game. I like it. I got, I got one recommended recommendation, but it's just from personal experience. Okay. But Peggle also seems to be a hit. Oh, yeah. Peggle's great. You know what? There's a new it's Peggle a... clone that's very good, by the way. Oh, is there? Yeah, a fantasy-based one, and I'm going to get you the name. Oh. I actually kind of dig Peggle. Peggle's kind of all right, you know? I played peggle not too long ago i loaded it up peggle's great nothing wrong with peggle i'm trying to find this game that's oh what's it called chat room do you guys have the name someone knows this it, it it's on mobile but it's also on steam steam version's very good and i own it and i can't remember the damn name but it's like a it's a fantasy version of peggle ra- round guard round guard that's it and you can like if you choose the warrior, you launch your your warriors like tucked into a little ball. Oh, and you launch him, and like he kills other creatures. He collects gold because oh, it's very good. Round guard is good, like straight up a good video game. It's not the kind of thing I bring up on the show. It's more of a boop thing, but I that's a rad little game. Oh man, look at that! They got a freaking beholder in this game. Yeah, that game is basically. I mean, and I'm and I'm I mean this. It looks like positively. <laughs> it is a peggle ripoff. In every way, but in a good way, and they oh really God. they lean That's... into this uh, this fantasy trope. It's very good. I like it a lot. It's a 2020 game. It was came out a few months ago. So yeah, it's new. We're on we're on the edge of this. Yeah, it's newish. Oh, I'm wishlisted for sure. Yeah, it's a cool game. I recommend it. If you have Apple Arcade, it's free on there. If you have uh, uh, Steam, it's on there. I think it might be on consoles as well. Oh my it's God, this is adorable. Your little character like flies around and yeah. hits things. With He's tucked into oh a little God. ball. Like he gets in a little ball yeah. and they have special abilities. He can crash through multiple levels if you wow. use his ability. If you use the wizard, he can do all kinds of like crazy wizard See, abilities. Stuff like this is why I'm like pro drugs for for creative people. That's because, right. You know, somebody was playing Peggle and was really stoned. And went, holy crap! What if I put my D and D game into a Peggle game? That's right. <laughs> That's right. I don't know if it's fun yet or not, but it certainly looks super enticing. I'm really yeah, excited about I, this game. I want this very badly right now. So, hey, you know yeah. what? Uh, sorry, I just noticed Wicked Kitten in the chat says, "Where is Tunic for PC, Gur?" What happened to Tunic? Well, it's, tunic. it's not on anything yet. And I saw this years ago at a game conference. It's this rad looking little Zelda like thing was originally touted for Xbox one, but it was coming to steam. It's on. You can wishlist it on steam. Um, plan date to be announced. Did this just not end up happening? Oh, oh looks pretty good. I was so into this. I, I this looked so cool, and they oh, showed yeah. it at this Salt Lake conference I went to, and it lo- and I got to play a bit, a little bit of the beta or the demo. But they haven't talked about this since 
Oh my gosh, Monica, it's been like three and a half, four years or something. Where is Tunic? Uh, so it's on Steam, and there's a link to the website, so maybe there's some news. Well, it's on Steam, but... Uh, just... but you can link to the Tunic website. Right, so yeah, it's... and all of them says coming soon or whatever, or to be yeah. TBA. But it would it's such a cool look. Oh, I hope they make that game. I was really excited about it at the time, but um, something must have happened. Yeah, that, Tunic that... announcement EA 2018. Yeah, was it 2018? That was earlier. E3 that. 2018, sorry. Okay. Yeah, uh, June 10, 2018. So it'll be a year. It is a year. We're 2020. Yeah, it it's a two years then. Two years. Yeah, yeah two years. that's too long. Two years too long. Oh, it's too long, but it's not so old that it's impossible. But, you know. Yeah. Man, put it out. I want to play it. Oh, All no, right. there was an announcement at 2017. Well. Oh, yeah. Oh. That's, see, that's how it sounds right to me, that it was older than that. I know, oh, I know where I played it. I played it in Columbus, Ohio in 2018, and it was announced the year before that. And then nothing. There's I was a, on a panel with one of the people who were running the company that was making it. What uh, happened? Fingy. Yeah, Fiji, Fingy. Their Twitter account posted something. June 25th is the last tweet from them. What'd they say? Oh, send them they a posted a little picture, a little video. Well, I'm looking at their the Fingy homepage. That's the girl I sat next to, the girl in the short hair. She was part of that panel. It was a it was a panel about being a parent and working in video games at home. And I guess they counted me because I do whatever I do. But um, there's, I guess they're a small company, right? Oh yeah, it's just a husband and a wife team, I think. But man, yeah. that game looked like it had some serious promise. I think there's maybe more. They may have more people working for them. I don't know. Now I'm annoyed. <laughs> I don't know why I'm annoyed. I stand. Well, they have a lot of games. <clears throat> well. F- Night in the Woods, they helped make. Feist, I remember that. Tunic is what I want, though. Can we please get that done? All right. Uh, that's it for the show. Thank you all for joining us. Oh, man. A reminder about that Current Geek thing I mentioned earlier. Current Geek Chronicles. You're going to want to get into this thing early because there's some rad uh, uh, levels to be a part of. And it's going to be really cool curated audio content. Think like Radio Lab or This American Life or like a really produced... Uh, edited written show that's what you're getting with that thing uh, support.currentgeek.com if you want to support this show you can patreon.com slash core show and of course we're at frogpants.com slash core you can send us messages there and we'd love to hear from you find us on twitter core pod john underscore jagger scott johnson and bo schwartz hey john give us a little advice before we leave what you got there for us anything good i say support your current geek thing because you might hear me on you definitely will hear you on it because I know and it's a secret as to why but yes it's going to be rad what John contributed to might be my favorite thing we're working on for that season it's very cool uh, Bo words of wisdom uh, you know if you feel like something's off and you need help go talk to someone yeah I like it that's good that's ah, good advice that's good. That's great advice that. actually uh, what do I have I have no advice oh my advice is uh, when your wife leaves town try not to throw your back out because there's no one here to help you uh, so there's my advice there She'll be home tonight, though. In fact, she might be home now. I'll find out shortly. Uh, Thank you all for watching. Thank you for being here live and also on Hard Drive. We will see you next week for another edition of CORE. See you then. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. Captain, we're under attack!